Hello everyone, this is Levi Gelb from the Chassidish Parsha, and you're listening to the new podcast, Chassidus, which is an explanation in English of Sefer HaMaymarim Tafrish Samaches from the Rebbe Rashab, each episode containing an explanation of one page from that Sefer with the goal to finish the entire Sefer. And at the beginning of every episode, we'll also have a synopsis of the previous episode. You'll also notice in the description for that day's episode, there'll be a short synopsis in English, and also there'll be a link there to become a monthly supporter to make this show possible. Um, please tap the link in that description or visit anchor.fm slash to become a monthly supporter. Thank you very much for listening, and I hope you enjoy. Now we're on the top of page, Mem Bays, uh, three lines from the start of the page. So we were just saying that um, there's similar to the idea of creation of yesh me'ayin, something from nothing. There exists also within the spiritual levels of, uh, the, of the worlds. And this idea of of cause and effect, that the effect which comes out of the cause is on a lower level, a lot lower level than the cause, to the extent that it's considered like a real yesh, like a physical existence compared to its source. So therefore you see that this idea of yesh me'ayin, the the ol compared to the ilo is like yesh me'ayin. Um, and then we went through examples of this within the shtal shalos, within the person's soul, and within the different world, within the world. And now we just said that even the every every uh, revelation of light is is only in a, it comes in a certain tzir and in a certain form. How it, the revelation happens, how it is revealed, and the tzir is le- is brought about. The form is brought about through the vessel, the channel through which the the light is revealed through. And so, therefore, the light is simple. The channel is the the keli is form brings the form, and that's the idea. Also, that the light compared to the vessel is also like a uh, ayin and yesh. The vessel being the yesh, the existence, and the light being the ayin. So now, so we see that similar to the idea of creation of something from nothing exists also within the worlds in this idea of the cha- the chain the chain like descent of ilva'ol cause and effect. Even though it's not real a creation of something from nothing, and that's why the creation of something from nothing is really amazing. Um, Whereas, um, whereas this idea of of ilavol so cause and effect does not have the same amazing quality to it, so something from nothing is a real amazing thing. Is ilavol is not really cause and effect is not a real yeshme ayin. Something from nothing. Nevertheless, it's similar a similar idea to creation of something from nothing exists in this process of cause and effect, because the effect is so low and so so low compared to the cause. It's as if it's like a real yesh, a real physical existence compared to the spiritual source. And therefore, in truth, when, when, uh, therefore, in truth, the whole um, chain-like descent of the ten spheres is the intermediary between the infinite essence of Hashem to the finite creations. In order that there should be, through this intermediary of the ten spheres, the creation of the actual physical being, of the existence of the physicality of the world. Um, why 
why is the eye of the ten spheres a, a, a intermediary between the infinite and the finite creations? Because the descent from level to level within this chain-like descent, it's really not in a way of edich, where each level has a true, real, close relationship with the, with the next level. And therefore, in the lowest level of Atsilus, it's, it's possible to say that in that lowest level, compared to the lowest level of Atsilus, that the existence of creation actually does have somewhat of an importance, and it, that lowest level of Atsilus can be a source for the actual creation. Um, so this is what we're saying here, that the ten spheres of Atsilus can be an intermediary between the infinite and the cre- the infinite creator and the creations, because the descent from level to level within the spheres of Atsilus are really not in a way of that they all relate to each other, and therefore in the lowest level of Atsilus, meaning the levels are so they're actually very far removed from each other, and therefore the lowest level of Atsilus, which is very far removed from the highest level. You could say that this lowest level has somewhat a of a connection to the finite worlds and can be a source for them, uh, because the idea of of actually is a, even though there is a relationship between the levels, being that they're all spiritual, but there is a very far distance actually between each level to the extent that the lowest level of Atsilus can be the bridge um, to the finite worlds. Whereas the highest level of Atsilus is the bridge to the infinite creator, and that's why it's intermediary because it has both extremes within it. In Atsilus, it has the intense level of the highest level of Atsilus, which connect to the creator, and the lowest level of Atsilus, Malchus of Atsilus, which connects to the creation. So we see that within the chain-like descent of the worlds, there is there exists a similar idea to Yeshmi Ayin. The Ilva'ul cause and effect. The effect is is really like a Yesh in its great distance from the Ayin, from its source, the Ilva. So the Neisadishin, and this is what we said before the story of Rabbi Chinnah ben that the first miracle, Masha Nasnu the Davi, the fact that they, he was given from heaven the golden leg of the table, Agam even though this is an amazing feat of creation of something from nothing, this this leg was created, you know, brought into existence from nothing. But nevertheless, it's not so much of an amazing feat. Because this idea of creation of something from nothing already exists, and it obviously in a different, little bit different fashion, but exists already in, in the spiritual realms, in the relationship of Ilva'olu, and all the levels of, of the worlds, of the chain-like descent of the worlds, there is this relationship of Ila and Olu, cause and effect, where the effect is almost like a yesh compared to its cause, the ayin. So it's not such an amazing feat that the leg was created Yashmi Ayin because the idea of Yashmi Ayin already exists in the higher levels of creation. But the fact that they took back this leg, they took back the Yash, the existence of the leg, back to the godliness of the Ayin. This is the transformation of the existence of this of this leg, that it's transformed back to being nothing, to godliness. It's transformed from physical from physicality to spirituality, and it ascended very, very high till, till, till its very source, of the source, the spiritual source from where this physical leg of the table came from. 
Um, in the parentheses, now we're returning to the parentheses on the previous page where we asked the question, how can it be that bringing the yesh back to the ayin is such a, a more, an ama- a more of an amazing feat? Seemingly, it's a, that's the natural state of the yesh, of the existence, just to go back to its ayin. And just if you remove the creative power from it, it would go back automatically. So, This idea of transforming the physical existence back to its spiritual source is not like the removal of the creative power from of the of Hashem from the creations, which would make it go back to nothingness. Like we said from the Tanya, the Shom, who rak in bitl hadavar levat. There, in the Tanya, it's only speaking about the, nullific- the nullification of the of the physical thing which is being created. Only that idea. Avokan, akavonala but here the attention of taking back this physical leg of the table back to its spiritual source, the, the meaning is the that the ascent, that the physical matter is transformed and becomes spiritual, and becomes spiritual. which that's the idea of nullification of the existence back to godliness. So, so it's not like the idea which it says in Tanya that if the creative power would be removed then it would go back to its natural state, which seems to imply that it is not ama- it's not such an amazing feat of the of the Yesh going back to the Ayin, because there in Tanya it's at, it's only the idea of the bitl hadover levat, just the total nullification of the of the thing, meaning that it would cease to exist. Uh, and is it as if it never existed. But here we're talking about Really, that the thing exists, but it's ascending and transforming back to its spiritual source. So it's not that it's becoming as if it never existed. Actually, it's a different concept here. You're taking the physical being and nullifying it and transforming it back to its spiritual source. So it still exists. It's just that you're taking it back. You're nullifying it back to its spiritual source. Whereas in Tanya, it's as if the thing is totally not existing at all. It's a different concept. After the parentheses, Ariza Mechinas. So this idea of taking this the leg of the table back to back to its spiritual source is really the idea of nullification of the existence back to the spiritual source. In each and every world, to the highest of levels, to its highest source of this of this physical being, this physical entity, from below to above. So you're taking this yesh, this existence, and and um, elevating it, it's being elevated higher and higher through all the different stages of creation and of, the, of all the worlds until it goes all the way back up to its spiritual source and becomes transformed back to spirituality. This is an amazing, truly amazing um, feat. Which does not exist anything like it in the spiritual realms uh, within this idea of the relationship of cause and effect. There's no such thing in this relationship, these levels how they're drawn from each other, that the one level goes back and is totally transformed back to its source. Because when there is this idea of uh, the nullification of the effect back to its cause, the, the effect, even though it's being nullified, going back and being absorbed back into its cause, it still remains in its own existence. Like we spoke about before, the concept of emotions which exists within intellect, that there is 
the this idea of of emotions within the intellect, which that's the when the intellect has like a certain even within your mind, you have a certain leaning, a certain tendency towards a certain idea. Where in emotions, it's really you feel, you know, I feel I like this better than that. But in the emotions, how they exist in the intellect is within your mind, you have a certain leaning, natia uh, in your mind to one thing more than another. So when the effect goes back to the cause, to its source, it still exists. It's not transforming into the source. And in truth, the, the idea of nullification, that uh, the yesh, that the existence should become should become totally nullified out of its existence, totally, and should transform from the from the being of being in existence to uh, being nothingness to back to its spiritual source, becoming transformed to spirituality. This type of nullification doesn't even exist within the spiritual lights, the spiritual energy of creation. Um, As he explained in another place, even within the lights, which seemingly are anyways very, very you know high and uh, refined, and they're actually just revelations from Hashem, from the infinite, you know, source and the infinite creator. So even these lights, when they go back to their source, they don't become totally nullified out of their existence and transform back to their source, which is totally simple without any form whatsoever. The source of the, the light, the Hashem, and these lights, these lights exist within their source, and they have, they're just totally absorbed, and you can't, you can't distinguish them as they're in their source, but they still exist in their specific potential within the source. They don't become nullified out of their existence when they go back to their source in godliness. And that is why this idea, the concept of nullifying the existence back to its source and basically transforming from physical back to the spiritual source is an amazing, amazing feat even more than the creation of something from nothing, because that idea already exists in the higher realms and is always existing. And this is what it means when it said in the story of Rabbi Chinam and Desa that from the heavens they give uh, uh, that meaning the, the idea of the bringing into a being of the existence of something from nothing, exists already in a similar fashion in the spiritual realms. That's what happens. In the heavens, there already exists this, this concept of creating something from nothing. In the higher levels in creation of Ilava'ol, of the cause and effect relationship between the spheres and the worlds of Mishkol, Loi Shakli, However, from the heavens, they do not take the mash and epach that the fact that the existence can uh, return back and can transform back to nothingness, back to spirituality. Dugma kazula yeshvamila. This such a thing does not exist in spiritual realms, not even anything like it. Therefore, it's more a lot more wondrous. That's why that we said in the Gemara there. It says. That the the the, la, the later miracle of taking the table leg back to its spiritual source is a lot greater. That's why it's a lot greater. That miracle of taking the table leg back to its spiritual source is greater than the first miracle of creating the ta- uh, the table leg. And now we go back 
to actually our spiritual service to Hashem and our idea of nullifying our egos and nullifying our feeling of separateness back to and nullifying our whole existence back to Hashem and spiritual service that a person can bring about the nullification of the existence of the animal soul which is very coarse and very physical and all it desires is physical physicality and to just take pleasure from physicality you want to nullify the existence nullify that ego of the animal soul and especially and we're talking about the transformation of darkness to light not only meaning until now the idea of just the nullification of the animal soul is more the idea of iskafia, just forcing it forcing the animal soul to go against its will and not to go after your the, the, type of the, the desires of your heart are just to weaken them, like we said before. And especially this idea, if you can reach the idea of transformation, trans- the transforming the darkness into light, and not just forcing it where it stays in its own existence, but you're forcing it to go against that existence. You're transforming it here. Through that, you bring about a um, nullification of the existence back to spirituality, back to spiritual source, even within the physical world. When, Like we said before, when you take your... Uh, you take all your physical things that you come in contact with and you transform them back to spirituality, like we give the example, within your job, within your workplace, making it into a, a, a place for spirituality, or you have classes or where you help other Jews and bring them closer to Yiddishkeit, and also the idea of eating on Shabbos, or as like that is itself, the pleasure in that eating is itself a mitzvah. Okay, so... These these two concepts of bitul yesh whether it's kafia or it's hapcha, forcing or transforming are amazing feats and that's why they bring Hashem the greatest pleasure as it's known in the righteous in the perfectly righteous ones the the three perfectly righteous ones that they were not in limited to limitations of, of time and space um, that these these tzaddikim, these righteous uh, people, were able to see things which were very far, as if they were very close. And also in time, they were able to see things which were not, which didn't happen yet, as if they were right now. Meaning, these three tzaddikim, uh, how are they able to accomplish this feat and see? The, the the time and space basically wouldn't is not really does not limit them and they could see very far and they could see into the future even that's because time and space these limitations of the world did not conceal to them at all and that's because they brought about within themselves this a concept of nullifying their nullifying their yeshes nullifying their existence back to godliness and transformed the darkness of their existence back to light of godliness. And therefore, also, being that they accomplished this feat within themselves, transforming their very essence of their animal souls to godliness, therefore, also within the world, they were able to transform the limitations of the world back to godliness. And, and therefore, the limitations of the world, the yesh, the limitations of the yesh, did not conceal to them. They were able to see right through it. Um, and this is an, a lot, a lot more amazing feat. Like we said before, 
that the ability to accomplish this, the power to be able to accomplish this feat of bitul yesh la'ayin, is has a lot higher source than pchinas yisavas yesh from the just the idea, the source which allows for the creation of the existence. And not only is the the power to bring this about, or the bitul yesh la'ayin, comes from a higher source than the power to create yesh me'ayin. But also that through this feat of nullifying the existence back to spiritual spiritual source, through that is Nimshachaydeza Gili Er Elyan Yeser. You draw down an even higher godly light. Because this is the whole ultimate purpose of creation. That there should be the nullification of all of physical existence and the nullification of our ego and the nullification of our uh, of feeling of feeling separate from Hashem. That is the whole ultimate purpose of creation. The safe ma'isazu, the bichinas bittal ayesh, who shall do machshav tchiluhu. That this, this end all action, the action in our physical world, nullifying our physicality back to its spiritual source, and nullifying our animal soul, and forcing it to go against its will. This idea of bittal ayesh is what ascended in Hashem's thought first. This was this was his original purpose for all of creation. <laughs> that's the reason why it says in the Kabbalistic works that the feet of the primordial thought of Hashem, which included all of creation, called Adam Kadmi, the primordial man, which refers to the thought of Hashem, which included all the details of creation in a general way. We spoke about this before. So the feet of that level, are drawn down all the way to the world of Asiya, the lowest of the, all the worlds. So it means the 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 ray the the energy from that level goes descends all the way down to the bottom of all creation. Whereas the level of the the um, circle and the straight of the ten spheres of Atik and Arich are drawn down only until the parsa, the separation between Atzilas and Biyah. So, Igulim um, and Yesha are two different types of revelations of godliness. Igulim means circles, means the revelation of Hashem, which is unlimited, like a circle, which doesn't have a beginning or end. And Yesha, straight line, which has a beginning and end, that's the revelation of Hashem, which is limited, the contracted ray of godliness. So these two levels of the of the ten spheres of Atik and Arich, which is the inner level and the outer level of Keser, Nimshachim um, are drawn down only until the separation which separates and conceals between the world of Atsilas to the lower worlds of Biyah. So it doesn't go down all the way to Asiya. Whereas the level of Ak extends all the way down to Asiya. Only the, only the um, unlimited level, the circle level and the straight level, the limited levels, revelations from the world of Ak, the primordial thought of Hashem, only those um, levels, davka specifically, are drawn down all the way to the lowest world. Vahainu. The reason is being that the level of ak, the primordial thought of Hashem, is the beginning of Hashem's thought on all the cha- the chain like descent of the, all the worlds. All of the worlds are arose in Hashem's thought in this level of the primordial thought of Hashem in a general way. 
before their the details are recognizable. And in that level, the the primordial thought of Hashem, the first thought of Hashem of all of creation, what is the ultimate purpose? Is in this lowly world and us bringing about the nullification of our existence to Hashem, like we said before. And that's what it means in the, the, the works of Kabbalah when it says that specifically that level of Ak, the first thought of Hashem, is drawn down, it extends, it's focused specifically on our world. Because that is the ultimate purpose, that is what arose in Hashem's thought at first. His ultimate intent is for this world and for the service of Hashem which would take place here. And that's why this level of this thought of Hashem, a primordial thought of Hashem, is drawn all the way down to the world of Asiyah. In order to give us the power, the ability to bring about this service of nullifying our existence and our ego back to Hashem. Through the fact that it's brought about, that we bring about this idea of the bitlayesh, of nullifying our existence to the ayin, to the nothingness, to the to godliness, then we cause that there should uh, there shine and be revealed this high level of the primordial thought of Hashem, because that is the that is where this intent originally arose, originally was thought about in that level of the primordial thought of ak adam kadim di isa and this is what it says, the meaning of what it says in the Zayar. The person who does not transform darkness to light and bitterness to sweetness, he does not have a place in the world to come. So now we can understand what that statement of that Zayar means. Why is it so important? If you don't bring about the service of transforming the darkness of your existence to the, to the light of Hashem, bringing our physical existence and nullifying it back to godliness, we, a person does not have a place in the world to come. Because the whole ultimate purpose of creation is to transform the darkness of our existence to the light of godliness. Um, well, that's, the whole, that's why a person does not have a place in the world to come if it's not for the service of transforming his, his yeshes, his existence, back to godliness. Because this is the ultimate purpose of creation. So if he doesn't fulfill that purpose, he does not have a place in the world to come, which he only receives if he fulfills the purpose of creation. The intention about this idea of transforming the darkness to light is not to transforming the ultimate, the, the true evil um, to good. Only it's referring to the evil of Klippas Neiga, of the... Um, of the klipas neiga, the, the the concealment of godliness, which has some light in it. Neiga means light, and this is the um, type of klipa tuma, the type of concealment on God, concealment on godliness, which is not a complete concealment, but rather um, it has a little bit of uh, it's the little bit of the light of godliness, which enlivens these these things which receive from klipas neiga shines through. Therefore, they can be uplifted. It's the um, intermediate state between the total Tuma and, and Kedusha. It can go either way. Um, so what's the point in our in the transforming the darkness to light is not transforming the real darkness, meaning the, the real evil, something which is totally forbidden. Transforming that is not going to happen. You can't transform something which is totally forbidden, like um, the sin of eating pig. You can't transform that sin into... Yeah, good. Unless you do a, a, a most highest level tshuva or Mashiach comes, like it says in Tanya. But the purpose over here, what it's saying in the Zayar, that if you don't do these services of transforming darkness to light, you don't have a place in the world to come. It's really speaking about not about this idea of transforming the ultimate evil to good, rather the evil which is the um, 
the evil which has a little bit of good in it, which is in the middle. Um, That's why Eclipus Nega is called the the uh, flame of the sword, which is mesapeches, which is transforming, which is turning around. Like it says about the, which is guarding the um, Gan Eden, in the story of after other magician is sent out of Gan Eden, there was this sword which is flaming and, and turning around, guarding the entrance to Gan Eden. But here, it uses the word hamisapeches, which transforms, not just which turns around, which transforms. Because klipas neiga is something which you can transform. You can take something, for example, anything which is permitted, permissible, any object which is permissible to deal with, um, money which is not obviously stolen money, or which is not money that you receive from interest, money that you could take that money, you could use it for to buy forbidden things and to use for forbidden things like gambling, etc. Or you could use it to give to tzedakah or to pay for um, tuition for your son, a person, your son's learning. So that money is from klipas neiga, even though, meaning in and of itself, you don't see the holiness within it. It has a klipa, it has a concealment over it. You can't see the godliness in a clear way, which is uh, different from like tefillin. Tefillin already, you see, they are a mitzvah. They're a chefza de kedusha. You see that their whole purpose is for the fulfillment of the the will of Hashem. Um, they've already been transformed and uplifted to holiness. But uh, just a regular coin or money, it's in it's in the middle. It hasn't gone to unholiness and it hasn't gone to holiness. So it's that's why it's a concealment because you don't see the godliness in it. But it's noiga, it's light within it, meaning because you can uplift it. And that's the purpose of our existence, is to nullify and to transform everything in the world which is permissible to us, which comes, it receives its life force, life force through the veil of Klipas Neiga, to transform that and to uplift it and to nullify its existence back to godliness. And through transforming anything that receives, it receives its energy through the veil of Klipas Neiga to holiness, which that refers to that really idea of nullifying its existence back to godliness. Through that, specifically, then we can bring about the revelation of uh, in the future times when Mashiach comes. And that's why it says, going back to the statement of the Zayar, someone who does not transform the darkness to light, who doesn't nullify the existence of everything permissible that gets its life force through Klipas Nega back to holiness, he does not have a portion of the world to come. Because the revelation of the essence of Hashem, which will be revealed when Mashiach comes, that comes through our service right now of nullifying the existence back to godliness. So, therefore, that makes sense now. If a person does not fulfill the whole purpose of creation, which is going to bring about the revelation of, uh, of Hashem's essence when Mashiach comes, that he will not have that place in that world to come, referring here, the world to come, referring here to the world of Mashiach times. Because that is, if you do this service of transforming the darkness and nullifying the yeshes back to the ayin, the godliness, that is what brings about that revelation in the first place. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the new podcast, Chassidus. This is Levi Gelb. And if anyone has any questions or any thoughts or feedback, 
please feel free to email me at rabbigelb at gmail.com. Also, please check out my website, chassidusonline.org, and sign up for our weekly email to receive a Mimer Mavur explanation on a Mimer from Torah Lukute Torah almost every week. And there you'll also find a, an archive for all our other or older Mimarim that we've already explained on the weekly Parsha on the Yom Tovim. And also you'll notice in the description for this week's episode and for every week's episode a little link to become a monthly supporter, a partner in this uh, for this podcast. Please consider doing that. It will help greatly to allow the episodes to continue and to make them better. And you can also dedicate an episode in honor of memory of something or of a simcha. And to do that, please email, email me at rabbigelb at gmail. And we can mention that at the beginning and at the end of every of that episode. Thank you very much.